0: welcome to Christmas Eve 2020 2020 has kind of taken on a meaning of its own maybe like no other four-digit number ever has you're trying to explain to someone how and why some of your plans went sideways and you're at a loss for words you're having trouble explaining and the best you can do is, well you know 2020 And because of our collective shared experience of 2020, we all know what you mean. I'm certain that someday we'll use 2020 as a common figure of speech. Like, my car was running just fine, and all of a sudden it went all 2020 on me. It was like 2020 trying to get the kids ready for church this morning, right? And 2020 is not over yet. And as the vaccine rolls out, 2020 is scratching and clawing, maybe hanging on for dear life, hoping to inflict as much damage as it can in this generally the most festive and celebratory week of the year. Now, many of us tonight are not where we want to be. And if we are where we want to be, there are people, friends, and family who are not with us. In many ways, 2020 has been masked, both literally and figuratively. Cherished traditions must be reimagined and reinterpreted. Expectations must be adjusted in order to avoid Depression and despair. In the same way, we don't always recognize people we've known for years because they are wearing a mask. Many other experiences and challenges we've faced this year are unclear, are ambiguous. We recognize forms and shapes and shadows, and these have a familiar ring to them, but the details are lost. And our experiences are connected, but at the same time, dislocated. When Jesus was born, his parents and their family and their people had been experiencing a kind of 2020 of their own. But not just for a year or even two years, but maybe for like 400 years. Maybe even more. Their experience of God over these centuries had been masked. He was there for certain, and He was at work for sure. But the days of Moses and the Exodus, the days of Joshua and the conquest, The days of dwelling sovereignly in the land that God had promised them was a distant memory, an experience only passed down through stories and remembered in symbolic feasts and celebrations. Israel had been defeated and removed from their inheritance and exiled to foreign lands. Their temple, where God lived, That place where heaven met earth had been destroyed, as had Jerusalem herself. But many Jews did return. The walls were rebuilt, and eventually the temple restored, but they were in occupied territory. They had some freedom to worship, but did so under the heavy, threatening hand of Rome. Actually, first it was Persia and then Greece. And then when Jesus was born, it was Rome. Life was complicated. For example, the ruler of Judea at Jesus' birth, Herod the Great, a sort of king, though one chosen by Rome rather than anointed by God, he restored the beauty of the temple. But at the same time, he also built temples for the imperial cult. It was a complicated time to live in. Now, how as a turn-of-the-millennium Jew did you think about such things? I think you reinterpreted and you reimagined and you hoped and prayed for a second Moses and for another king like David and when God Himself seemed to be masked, you placed your hope in the coming Messiah, the Deliverer, the Savior, the King. But this hope that Israel should have shared actually brought division. Different groups of, poli- of people believed in different approaches to how best manage the situation they were in. Some wanted to just give up and give in to Rome. to save their necks, to save their lives and their livelihoods, right? Others wanted to separate completely, kind of circle the wagons and worried just about themselves and their own purity until the Messiah came. Still others believed that violence, the way of the sword was the way to force the unmasking of their experience do any of those things sound familiar today this division this exile and oppression these centuries of 2020s is where we find Jesus in the manger wrapped in swaddling clothes think about him for a minute I don't think about like brand-new Jesus brand-new babies aren't really that cute unless you're related to them They need a few days of fresh air and so their color kind of stabilizes and, you know, they become much more photogenic a few days later. Chubby and wrinkly and sleepy, except when they're not. And I'm sure Jesus was the same. I'm sure like Mary and Joseph were as amazed as Jesus was when he discovers his hands and his feet and all the different kinds of sounds that he could make. This is the Jesus of Christmas, right? This is the politically correct, kind of non-offensive object of religious devotion for millions upon millions through the centuries. But this evening, I want you to see more. This cute and cuddly Jesus is no less then God unmasked. Let me read for you some other Bible stories about the birth of Jesus. You heard one this morning from the kids. I'm going to read some to you that maybe aren't ones you traditionally hear at Christmas. We read this out of John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him, again, imagine baby Jesus, right? In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Skipping ahead in John 1 to verse 14. Here we have John's birth story. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. And then skipping to John 1:18. Here is God unmasked. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in the closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. To see Jesus is to see the Father. To know Jesus is to know the Father. To accept Jesus is to accept the one who sent him because he came to reveal who the Father was. Jesus came to make the Father known. How about Hebrews 1.3? The Son, the Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word before he can even speak a word. This is who this baby is. We we see that Jesus is God unmasked even more clearly in Colossians 1, verses 15 and 16. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for in him all things were created. This tiny little creator, right? Right? Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. All of this in an eight-pound bundle of joy. Actually, I imagine that maybe babies were smaller back then. People were smaller anyway. We don't know. This cooing and sometimes crying baby in a manger is the word become flesh. He is what God is and has made his dwelling among us. Now picture him growing just a little bit, like before they get annoying. There, I said it. (laughs) I've got three of them, so I, I can do that, right? Growing just a little bit. And he learns to play peekaboo with his dad, right? He's the very radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. Jesus getting in his tummy time and learning to sit up and blow kisses is the very image of the invisible God. He is God unmasked, God revealed, God becoming like us, And living among us he shows us the relentless and persistent love of God in pursuing the women and the men that he created the sheep who have gone astray right the almost worthless little coins that roll underneath the couch or in cracks in the floorboard the sons and daughters who've tried their best to manipulate him for their own greed only to find themselves crawling back because they have nowhere else to turn. This is the God, the kind of God, Jesus reveals, even in the manger. Now, I don't know when 2020 will end. I mean, I know on my calendar when it ends, right? But it's taken on such a larger meaning. I guess it depends on what your expectations are. I'll tell you this, not even the birth of Jesus ended 2020 for those who were looking in the first century for this warrior king, this political and military powerhouse who would conquer Rome by force. I tell you, if that was your expectation, you remained disappointed and disillusioned. Baby Jesus was a king but he was a king who would suffer violence rather than a king who would inflict violence. Cute and cuddly Jesus was a warrior, but he was a warrior who conquered not Rome, but sin and death and Satan himself by his very own death and resurrection. Little baby Jesus Laying down his sweet head also laid down his life for you and for me. I can't unmask 2020 for you. I can't take away the darkness and uncertainty of its shadows and restore the nostalgic details that we might long for, especially in this Christmas season. What I can do is point you to a God, A God unmasked in Jesus the exact representation of God's being the radiance of his glory as the Creed says very God of a very God who has taken on flesh and made his dwelling among us so look at baby Jesus in the manger but never forget that he is God unmasked, God revealed to us, ultimately in the suffering of his son, so that we might be saved. Would you pray with me? Father, it's wonderful that at this time of year, uh, so many people even if just for for, uh, an evening service or just for a a few fleeting moments, turn their minds towards your son. Lord, it's my prayer that in this Jesus, the one that we put on our mantles at homes and uh, in the nativity scenes in our churches and that we might find in so many places this time of year, that we would remember that this little baby had a purpose to reveal who you are to us. That we might know you, that we might turn to you and be saved. Father, thank you for that great gift of grace, especially in this time of year when so many are are struggling. There's so much uh, to be joyful about. At the same time, it's also one of the hardest times of, of year especially this year. We pray for your grace. We thank you for your relentless and your persistent love. Uh, we, we thank you for the, the celebrations that go on in heaven when even one lost sheep is found. Lord, if you had not sent your son to reveal yourself, to make yourself known to us that in knowing him we might know you. If you had not done that, we would be yet in our sins. We would be a people without hope. So we're grateful. And we thank you for all the blessings you've given us. In the name, the strong name of Jesus, amen. Mm